You're now listening to Churchy Life with Church Funny. Every week, we're bringing you fun conversations with real Christians from every walk of life. Make sure you visit churchylife.com for more. Welcome to Churchy Life, the podcast with Church Funny. This is your host, Damon Collins, the creator of Church Funny. I want to thank you for checking out this episode. Again, we have a special guest, very special guest this time. This is a good friend of mine. This has been my pastor for a while. Well, he was my pastor for a long time. Uh, uh, did praise and worship at his church. Just a dope dude all around in general. Uh, the pastor of the City of Hope International Church. This is Terrell Fletcher. Pastor T, say what's up to the people for me, please. Damon, thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. And one, before we get started, let me tell you how proud I am for you uh, with this podcast, but also with uh, your Instagram page. I have been enjoying that Instagram page for quite a while now and oh, had wow. no idea it was you. <laughs> and when they told me it was you, I'm like, our Damon? <laughs> uh, dude, but that's funny. Especially, I know I I did a couple of memes that featured um, some people from, the, well, <laughs> some people Absolutely. from the church. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See, I, I'm walking around here thinking, oh my God, we hit it. We're all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny yeah i didn't let a bunch of people know you know um it was me running the page for a while and stuff i let some people know here and there and stuff like that but yeah that's funny man that's pretty funny good stuff man we're happy for you i'm super proud for you and again thanks again for having me Dude, i appreciate it thank you i appreciate you doing this this is dope to have yeah. you on here just to chat with you uh let everybody know a little bit more about you who you are um and what you got going on Man, well, I am uh, going into my 12th year as pastor of the City of Hope International Church in oh, San wow. Diego. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, right now, these days, being a pastor is one of my uh, resting places for my soul and for my heart. Um, wow. it, it's not just a calling. It's a safe place for me these days. So I'm grateful for that. That is going to be my baby it's going to be the thing that I do uh, until God calls me to do something else. Yes, of course, I took a unique journey to get here. Uh, like you know, I played professional football for eight years. And right. Then I left out of football and I had a pretty successful real estate career um, before I really asked the call into ministry. Um, we have been just trying to spread our message of, of hope and the message of um uh, inspiration in a plethora of platforms. Obviously, right. I still do real estate, trying to help people um, uh, realize their their dreams of home ownership and of oh, safe, cool. clean living. And we've been doing that in the Midwest for many, many years now. Oh wow! Um, but also, uh, also, we just finished our our first movie script. Just finished my first movie script. Having a phenomenal time pitching that and selling That's that. Dope. Uh, hopefully we get some really good news here pretty soon. So stay, stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's what's up. That's dope. <laughs> stay tuned for that. And of course the church, man. And, and right now, currently while we're speaking, uh, my wife is, uh, pregnant with twins. So oh, we're preparing with twins? with twins, man. When did you find that out? Wait, has it, have you always <laughs> known it was twins? Did I just not know? Yeah. We've always known. Okay. I, okay. It's just, I wasn't yeah. in on the loop. It's all good. Yeah, right. Okay. We've, we've known and. We probably told the church a month ago that it was twins. Obviously, my wife is about as big as my finger, so they could tell <laughs> she was pregnant. But we just told the church about three months ago that it was twins. So we're looking forward to the arrival of, of two bundles of joy sometime in December, prayerfully Ooh. before Christmas. 
That's what's up. You get to, you know, yeah. get both of them knocked out in one shot. Look, we both Man. we both got started late. Uh and yeah. so <laughs> I'm gonna be the old dad who might get <laughs> You're gonna be the old dad. So hey, yeah. And I'm gonna make it look fly. Look, I'm gonna try to be there with you. I, you know, I'm not gonna yeah. you know, I'm not gonna be as yoked up as you are or as no, I'm, no, I'm gonna no. try to get there. We're gonna try to get there. And you know what, man? I tell you one thing that I did learn is is you just never give up on a promise that God gave you. Yes, sir. Just never give up. He's very, very faithful to his promises. Yeah. Sometimes more faithful than we are to them. Oh, yeah. And the challenge is to trust God, to let him do it in his time. And, and he has. And, you know, we're really excited. A boy and a girl, as a matter of fact. So we're excited Ooh. about it. Oh, we hit the home run. You hit the home man, run, bro. That's so crazy. <laughs> but look, and that's that's a trip, man. And just I mean, we've both I guess we both had similar things happen too, where the promise of God has been fulfilled later down the line. It's like, you know, you think one thing is it and it's not, and it's like, all right, and then you come into a different situation that's just a world better and then things mm-hmm. just line up. And it's funny how much stuff you got going on, how many um how many things you have going, same as me, and my wife gets on me about all the ideas and the, <laughs> the stuff. You got to focus in on one thing. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to focus in yeah. on, yeah. you know, one or two things. But that's dope, man. That is that's what's up. It's good to man. Hear. I'm I'm in a great season right now. And if I, if I did anything over the last five years of my life, I was able to streamline the the synergy between all the things that I did. That's dope. And I'm one of those guys that can do a lot of things and do them well. But they could go in different directions if yeah. I don't if I don't find the synergy. Right. And when I found my 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 meat for why I wanted to help people uh, with homes and with houses and provide uh, uh, affordable and um, up high standard of living conditions for people. When I found that I had a similar purpose for why I wanted to do that, with why I wanted to to write inspiring movie scripts, with why. I, my preaching style is the way it is. You you know how I preach. We're very yeah. inspirational. When I realized that th- that all of them had the same synergy, it was directly connected to God calling me to motivate, inspire, educate, wow. uh, and entertain every person that I run across. So the for the same reason that I put a family in the house, it's the exact same reason why I wrote the movie script, which is the exact same reason why I preach the gospel. So that the 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 love of God, the people can be touched by the love of God That's through awesome. the way I do my life in the earth man yeah that's dope yeah I so you can to... do it all man just find out what what it all has in common i love that motivate I... from that space and it's it's funny because i've been trying to well i've i've worked towards that kind of instinctively um because i know all the different ideas i have some of them are wildly varying but i'm mm-hmm. like some of the i know a lot of them kind of have the same touch points um there's yep. a lot of shared audiences with what i'm trying to do so i'm definitely working on getting there and it's it sounds like you got in there, man. So that's that's really dope. I'm happy for you, man. That's just that's thank awesome. you, man. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. So you said you're doing the real estate stuff like out in the Midwest. So I, I think you grew up in the Midwest. Give a mm-hmm. shout out to like your home church out there. Shout out to St. Louis. Shout out. <laughs> yes, shout out to St. Louis. Uh, that's where I'm born and born and raised. My parents still live in St. Louis, man. Wow. I am a product of Harvest Time Temple Church of God in Christ and. Uh, Williams Temple Church of God in Christ. Those All right. are the two churches I went to growing up uh, in St. Louis. Both left a, a, a really indelible print on my uh, on my spiritual journey, but just at, on my time in St. Louis all the way around. I still go back, you know, yeah. um, uh, not necessarily to the churches, but I do go back <laughs> to St. Louis all the time. My grandparents are still alive. So. Oh, wow. That's dope, man. Yeah, 102 and 90. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you got to go back out and hang out, get some good food, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. All that stuff that's going to kill me. I do I do that the weekend <laughs> when I go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do. man. That's cool. So how'd you end up? So you came out to San Diego for football. Um, and then how was, like, sticking with, because I know sometimes that's a struggle for people when they're coming out to a different state, different city, different anything. Plus, they have a whole career, and it's around, you know, all kinds of different people just keeping um, your faith strong, staying connected to God and staying connected to church and stuff. How did that work out? Well, at first I, I stopped at University of Wisconsin. And okay. I left when I left St. Louis, um, I was 17 years old, went to UW. And from UW, literally in the last three weeks of me being there, I got saved. Oh, wow. So I spent all my college time pretty much enjoying it and taking advantage of, of what it means to be young and yeah. to be a good athlete at a major university. And um, I got saved before, literally maybe a month before I walked, before I graduated oh, wow. uh, and left school. I got drafted by the Chargers who were in San Diego at the time. And that's none of you. Nope. You don't get to choose that. The teams choose you. Okay. And that was one of the best things that could have happened to me. Grew up in an all black context in st louis yeah then moved to a predominant wide context in wisconsin and california particularly southern california was just a, a melting pot of diversity so it helped shape a lot of my my perspective on life and it also shaped my perspective on faith okay. coming yeah. from a, a very relatively strict christian background uh, in the Midwest and right. in the Midwest, you know, to be in a denomination like the Church of God in Christ, I mean, it was very, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very strict and uh, very, uh, yeah, strict is the kindest word and probably the <laughs> <laughs> the best word that I can give it. That's funny. It was uh, very religious. Yeah. It was very restrictive. Um, very, lots of blinders. We right. were trained to see God one way literally in one way only for the most part, which for me was one of the reasons that made it difficult for me to come to faith okay. while I was there. Yeah, I so actually enjoyed ch- Yeah, I actually enjoyed church. Did not want God. <laughs> it seemed like I- probably too much of a burden. <laughs> it's, it's too much stuff you can mess up. Oh, man, I couldn't make that guy happy. So I knew that the way I was doing my life and what they told me that God required for me, it was impossible for me to ever be okay with him regularly. So (laughs) so I grew up with that group of kids that would if they were saved, they would go to sleep trying to talk in tongues. So, you know, (laughs) because if they went to bed with bad thoughts at night, you know, God might come and get them. Oh, Lord. uh, And they wouldn't make it to heaven. And I mean, really, I, that sounds ridiculous, but yeah, that no. was, it was ridiculous. We were scared like that. Oh, um, so I didn't even try. I <laughs> <laughs> school, I didn't even like, try. Look, whatever. I didn't even try. I'm not going to even claim salvation. I'm just, look, I'm just out but here But I enjoyed church. I <laughs> did enjoy church. I enjoyed, you know, uh, uh, there were tons of families used to go to church then, so yeah. You could find your peer group there. Yeah. Um, most of my family were musicians and singers oh, okay. and things like that. So, it, you know, hanging with the drummers and the that all the girls were there with them. Right, and right. We had a chance to 
enjoyed that for whatever. And that was back in the days of midnight musicals. Oh, that the was midnight, the only oh, time yeah. you could stay out till one in the morning or two in the morning. Um, for I, holiness and, sake. That's for holiness I mean. sake. <laughs> no, for holiness sake. That's right. <laughs> Whether holy things were happening or not. Holiness yeah, sake. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, talk about, the, I mean, like even uh, Youth Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm just yeah. trifling this, man. Yeah. But you know what's crazy, man? In the St. Louis at that time, we were a part of the circuit. So all the great gospel singers used to come through. Oh, okay. So you would get the Clark Sisters and wow. Winans and, you know, all of them would just come through that whole Midwest. I mean, the Midwest was the place you wanted to Detroit, um, Memphis, uh, all of the Midwest, Mid-South. Yeah, yeah. Type cities was where was where it was at. So it really was an exciting time for Christian music, for wow. um, the the church scene, and we had some great Kojic bishops would come through and they would preach aisles down. It was one thing I will say that uh, that I admired tremendously about uh, about that part of the journey was how good some of these preachers were. Man, we had oh, yeah. some some dynamic preachers growing up, but you know. Being saved was a was a burden. It was yeah. a tough thing, in my view. No, yeah, in no, my that's, perspective, that's completely fair. It was fair. a tough burden, yeah. so I I struggled with it until I got to college, and my journey in college did not necessarily uh, run me to God as right. much as it, I saw alternative ways that people were doing the Christian life. Yeah, okay. and it made it they were more to the ground. Made you know, it they attainable were more, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. These guys were more like me than the other Christians that I that we pretty much grew around. It was like right. my in my immediate family to me were the only normal Christians that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that to rag anybody, but people just went to church five, six times a week, and I, yeah. that's not an exaggeration. No, I they know it's church. not. <laughs> <laughs> we went to church five, six, and and you're in church two, three hours, four hours at a pop. Easily, people. Yeah, with sixty people in the building. It's yeah, man. So, um, and they preached hard, and I was an athlete, so they preached at me because oh, I wow. grew up in a in an era where you know you couldn't be saved and play sports. Of course, and I was called all kinds of things over the pulpit. It was just ridiculous, man. Wow. So, um, it was it was really interesting. Yeah, that when I got to college, I saw guys that loved the Lord. That you know wore jeans and shorts to church and they loved <laughs> the Lord and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, this is crazy. You can't be saved like this. Exactly. Um, I, and so, yeah, man. And they just showed me a different way long yeah. before I even said yes to God. I had a chance to meet a great group of people. They enjoyed being in college. They had a good time. You know, they had things that I'm sure they matured in, but they never said that God, they never felt like God had walked away from them right, or that right. they were not born again. And and I, and I was like, you know what? I This, if God can love me through my journey of this phase of my life, yeah. then that's the kind of God that I, I, could, I think I could rock with. I could get to know him a little bit. Um, and yeah, so with love and kindness, and he just draw, drew me and, uh, I didn't get saved at a church. I got saved at a Christian play. I got okay. lured into a Christian play by the most, at the time I thought she was the most beautiful girl on campus and, <laughs> that'll do you it. know, uh, that'll do it now. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> a fine woman has gotten a mini brother to church. Now. Where are we going? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. 
Yeah, and man. I thought she was the most beautiful woman on the planet, man. And we were just there supporting the Black Student Union, yeah. who was hosting a Christian play. And um, uh, by the end of that play, I tell you, it was almost like this guy wrote that portion of the play for me. And uh, a pastor did a altar call at the end. And I don't, I, I barely remember walking down. What I do remember is crying like I was about 10 years old. Yeah. And I was walking past my friends and I kept telling them, like, man, I got to go down there. Yeah. And they were looking at me like, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, Fletch, don't do it. <laughs> you know, but I, I was like, man, I got to go down there. And that was the night I gave my life to the Lord. Yeah. That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, so look, man, you've had a, a long just journey through church, school, all that yeah. stuff, man. And, and now even becoming a pastor. Um, and it's funny because I was when I was talking to Lou, you know, I'd been there, I'd been there even at some of those early services in Mission Valley at the hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I've, you know, been a part of the church in some way or another, mm-hmm. you know, the whole mm-hmm. time. For a long time. Yeah, man. Um, so but I know you've seen some hilarious stuff. I'm not gonna mention the hilarious stuff I've seen happen in your church. <laughs> your church. <laughs> Because some of that stuff was like, wait. But so I'm gonna let you share um if you have some funny stories, a funny story, two, three, whatever you want to share. Man, you know, here's the thing about church is that church is when when it's a part of your ethos, then you don't even view it as being funny. You just it's just another funny thing has happened it in is, your life. Right, exactly. You know, yeah. I and you. and when you sort of reintegrate yourself back into the real world you can separate like this happened at church and this (laughs) happened at school and this happened i've had some funny things happen man i you know one of the funniest things that happened to me didn't happen to me at my church i i did go to visit uh a church and they were uh having (laughs) they were having a testimony service which was great oh man but it, it was big time trouble so in testimony service, you get to sing a song or do testimony, whatever. And do you remember Whitney Houston and, and CeCe Winans' uh, song, Count On Me? Oh, Count yeah. On Me through Absolutely. Big and Big? So the lady starts singing this at testimony service, which is already, we Sounds already good. know, yes, that some, <laughs> yes. some craziness is about to happen. Sister Houston said, count on me, I will be there. Pretty much, that's how that went down. Oh, Lord. And so the song starts to drag on, and we're thinking, this woman is not getting ready to go into verse two. And she does. She goes into into verse two. And we're thinking, okay, she's got to be getting ready to close. But this woman was waiting on the crescendo of the song (laughs) when... Whitney and Cece were griffing back and forth oh, with the counter. Wait, she did no. both parts. <laughs> <laughs> she did both parts, oh. and I was underneath the seat. Dude, laughing. she said, y'all going to get this duet tonight. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. She did. She sang them back and forth to herself. And we're like, oh, what is no. she doing? Dude. Yeah. That's oh, hilarious. That's terrible. That's yes, that was funny, one of the man. greatest, the most hilarious tra- in my adult life. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things I have witnessed at service, and we couldn't even get it back together. People were laughing so hard. Yeah, look, yeah. service is over after that. Like what? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. She tried like, to hold her own concert <laughs> in the middle a of six testimony minute testimony, service. and <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good times at church, man. man testimony service is always. Um, 
always an iffy time. That's why they pretty much canceled it at most churches. You don't just True. let. And I heard from somebody, somebody was talking about how they used to do church announcements and then they would then ask the audience, hey, anybody out there got an announcement? I'm like, what? No. <laughs> yes, yes, they sure did. Oh, I'm sure like, did. nah, not in LA and they you, wasn't doing that. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest things about church is that people just do stuff that they're not asked to do. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, everybody feels like once they get the microphone, they can go ahead and exhort, give them a short <laughs> word, they can preach, you know, they can try to take people in. It's just like, you know, the microphone is the devil at church. Yeah. The devil that we're always talking about is in that microphone. <laughs> in the microphone. It, it pulls stuff out of people that, that they otherwise wouldn't have done. They get a little emboldened and they got their yes. power. They're like, wait a minute, yes. I think I feel a little something. Yes. Like, no, it's you. Like, no, do the announcements. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you got to get that signal to the sound man, like, hey, cut their mic off. Right, right, right. The mic right. slowly fades away, and then somebody just comes up behind them. All right. All oh, right. my goodness. <laughs> With a little clap that's the, the, that's right. the worst. The worst is to have to be that person. Yeah. The all right person. The all right. Right. Hey. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. Amen. Man, yeah. Dude, oh, you know what's funny? There used to be this, um, they used to do like this open mic thing in San Diego. I forgot. It was like in North Park, too. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, Christian poetry. It was all supposed to be, you know, yeah, Christian poetry. I remember. You remember I that? remember. I what? do. So I went to the, one of those one night, and they was um, they asked for, oh, you know, such and so is on the list. Come on up. And they weren't coming up. And they was like, oh, such and so, are you here? And some guy got up, hey, hey, I'll, I'll do so. I'll do a freestyle. I'll rap or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It was like, all right, brother, come on up. I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't let this dude come up. Don't let it happen. And so he got up there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not whoever, but, you know, they wasn't here. So I'm just going to go on and take my opportunity and, you know, do my song. And so he starts, you know, rapping or whatever. And, and, a, and a cuss word slips out. And everybody, oh, and everybody else was like, oh, God. wait a minute. And it was like, hey, brother, this is supposed to be, you know, this is crazy. Oh, oh you know, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, it's, it's all good. And then so he went back to rapping and stuff, and another cuss word slipped out, and the mic cut off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the mic just cut completely off. And he was like, hello, hello. And then somebody was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> And they just ushered him off. He was like, oh, 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 uh, all right. All right. <laughs> he had to just walk like, off like, ah, uh, all right. That's next Thursday. So yeah, next, that's next not, Thursday. Not this one, but not the this. next one. Oh, man. <laughs> man, we, yeah, yeah. we, we had some cool little stuff happening around San Diego, man. That was cool. We did. Here, and you know what's crazy, man? I think about this all the time. Uh, San Diego was so ahead. I think California, in, with no disrespect to any other place, so much happens here. That it's like the rest of the church community doesn't even grab onto for five, six, seven yeah. years, because and even longer. You know, if you recall, and you you'll under recall this, guys like Daryl Albritton, mm-hmm. Tone, right, right. Um, they, they were on this stuff that we're all just getting on to now. They yep. were on this stuff in the nineties, right, right. And yeah. When people were cutting their mics off. You know, so when you, <laughs> we, you, when that people were cutting their mics off, they were so creative and yeah. they were trying, they were pushing fringes of gospel music right. probably faster than we wanted to go. So San Diego was just, a, San Diego was doing spoken word 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Christian spoken word. Wow. Think wow. about it. What you're referring to was early 2000s. It was. Yeah, it was. 
That's Think right. about it, it's 2020 now. That's funny. Yeah, no, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a trip. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot how long ago that was. But yeah, no, it was. Don't sleep on <laughs> us out here. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, we got some creative people out there, man, and doing some really cool stuff. So yeah, yep. it'll come to the light. We just gotta, you know, we gotta get that stuff out there. You got a movie coming out? You gotta, you know, get that out there and let me know how I can support any kind of way. Absolutely. You know, just don't put it on church funny. As no, something that's funny. As something that's funny. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, now here's the thing. All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> oh, you know I know that. <laughs> you know how you know it works. No, I know that. Absolutely. You know, yeah, you Absolutely. know how it works. So even I'll if be, we, I, I will be calling you. Trust me. <laughs> you put even if you just put something out there questioning if hey what what do y'all think about this and they they might think it's funny or not or whatever but then you get the people defending oh this is not funny and mm-hmm, it, it just mm-hmm, creates a conversation mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. good that's that's good stuff that's what's up man that's dope i'm excited for you You're doing thank so you, many man. things thank and you. i'm just you know i'm thank trying you. to get like you so that's what's up you know, <laughs> all right so before we get to the next segment i want to tell you about churchy gear so we've created some really cool christian t-shirts sweatshirts and hats the churchy folks like you are sure to love. There's the definition of churchy shirt with a hilarious and sanctified definition of what it really means to be considered churchy. There's a call and response style shirt that says God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And it's actually displayed like a text message um, style text message bubble. So it's pretty cool. We've also got uh, the shirt that declares that you will not be going to hell by simply asking the question, hell and your response being a resounding, nah, nah, I'm not going to hell. So we also just dropped a new collection uh, with just the word churchy in a white or black box logo style. And these shirts come in multiple colors and have a variety of hats to match as well. So the hats are in different colors, the shirts are in different colors. You can match them up, pretty dope. And it's very clean and simple. And of course, check out our Gospel Legends line. And those are the unique uh, graphic t-shirts that we're doing to feature some of your favorite gospel artists and the first ones we have up is of course commissions fred and marvin uh, carl you know mitch all the dudes from commissions on the shirt it's dope you got to check it out um so check that one out as well and so when you go to churchygear.com when you check out use the code churchyfam2025 and you get 25 percent off of your total order that's churchyfam that's c-h-u-r-c-h-y-f-a-m 2025 on churchygear.com you get 25% off your entire order. All right, y'all. All right, so we're going to get into this next segment called the Holy Hot Seat. The Holy Hot Seat is where we hit you with the random rapid fire questions around your levels of holiness and sanctification. <laughs> That's right. And how much Uh-oh. you really love the Lord in real life. You ready? Uh-oh. Let's do it. All right. Here's a good one for you. So, what's your favorite after church spot to eat at? My favorite after church spot to eat at um, I'm not all that sanctified. I don't. I go to a different spot almost every week. Oh well, yeah. Well, what's yeah, one of the go tos? You gotta have a good go to. We don't, man. That's one of our favorite really? things to do is to find a new place to have lunch after church. I like that. I actually like that answer. Yep. That's dope. Because like right now, our kids are three and four. We locked into Golden Corral. We out here. <laughs> they are not playing. They like Golden Correct. Like as soon as we come out of church, they like we go. They know to what they like. Huh? They ready to go. I'm like, Man. we wanted to get some uh, some sushi or some dim sum. No, no, Golden Corral. Golden and, Corral. And even if we tell them like, oh, how about we try something different? We're gonna get you know Chinese food. This like you're just playing. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're going to Golden Corral. Exactly. They don't care. They do not care about us at all. <laughs> we try. We try a new spot, man. We've been That's doing dope. it for for about three years. We've been trying trying a new spot um, after church, and we got so many great restaurants in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like go out and see them and. Get at him and try to get as close to the water as you can. That's dope. I mean, that's way better than Bishop Trout's answer of soup plantation. That's way. <laughs> Some kind of way, I believe him. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I like soup plantation. It's cool, but come on, man. Not the favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, all the rest of the church folks are there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, that's cool. All right, um, all right. So here's a two part question what was the best part about growing up in church and then the worst part about growing up in church best part easily hands down was um the people yeah. you know uh, the, the personalities you run across the people you get to meet black church was it, it was not uh based off of region and that time you could, you came from all over the city to go to your church so right, right. there were lots of different people from different places uh at church and i enjoyed learning and meeting tons of people um lots of humor uh, the worst part, obviously, <laughs> was how long we were in church. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the prevailing answer. Uh, oh, my I say about gosh. 98% at this point now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the How answer. long. Yeah. You know, all the religious stuff, you didn't even realize it was that until you got older and wanted yeah. to be free, freer. For so, real. but the, what was constant was sitting in that place for three and a half hours or four yeah. hours. And yeah. then having the nerve to be like, all right, now y'all be back in 30 minutes for the 3.30 service. <laughs> like, look, come on. <laughs> I've been here since try- 8. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got to get the, get the kids some lunch and get them back here. And get them back. Church. Oh. And you know a church ain't going to start on time anyway. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, not. it's not. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Here's This is a good one for you, too, because I see you have a whole library behind you right now. Mm-hmm. But besides the Bible, name one of your favorite books. Oh wow, favorite book, uh, the, the Four Agreements, mm-hmm. and probably a toss up between the Richest Man in Babylon or mm-hmm. the World's Greatest Salesman. Okay, probably a toss up. Probably the World's Greatest Salesman, the second book. Okay, the second one. Yeah, cool. It, it, and they're not none of them are about Babylon, and none, and it's not about selling. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go check them out if you guys get a chance. All right, cool, man. That's what's up. Let's see. Uh, what's your favorite non-churchy pastime? My favorite non-churchy pastime is, uh, it, it, well, that's assuming that church is my favorite pastime. Well, <laughs> that's number one. I'm, we'll see, because church is its own world, and then you have pastimes around church, which is basically just going to church for other reasons besides Sunday service, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is probably a good portion of your week. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And yeah. studying I, for church uh, when you're not at church. So outside yeah. of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a beatnik for sports and politics. Yeah. Um. Uh, I my if I watch television, it's probably got sports or politics on in the back. Yeah. Um. If I'm reading something, it's probably something that's connected to our world in some capacity or, or another. So. Uh. Yeah. And and they're their own world as well. Right. They have their right. own language, their own heroes, their yeah. own. Uh, you know, conversation. I could create a whole separate set of friendships yeah. around. Oh yeah, my sports friends and my politics friends. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So doing stuff like that. That's dope. All right, we'll do uh, one last one. So, who are some of the people that you would say that you look up to? And that could be as far as like preaching and or just in ministry in general. Who are like some of your 
of people that you would look up to? Um, right off the rip, you know, my father is, is my best friend. He's going to always be my role model. And he is going to supersede any preacher that awesome. uh, has been a part of my journey um, because of the role he's played. So I, it starts there. Uh, but also Alex G., who was the guy that led me to Christ, but he's also been a longstanding mentor uh, and friend oh, wow. of mine. Uh, his church is in Wisconsin, but we still, to this day, you know, talk. He just is a fantastic guy uh, and has been for over 20 years uh, for my life. Um, Bishop Roy Dixon is a guy that I, I honor and I look up to his journey. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way, just not... I don't want to say there are not a lot of good people in this business. There are tons of good people. Right, tons. Right. The the rotten ones always make the news. Yeah, exactly. But they're the ones the, in the press, and they're the yeah, ones who get the news. And that's absolutely. The but there are so sucks. many more great people um, in this world, and he is just a good man, a yeah. good man. And, and a, among the many things he taught us was he taught us how to love people. Wow. Um, and that's the greatest trait that a Christian can can have yeah. is to love people, whether you agree with them, uh, even to some degree, like them or not loving yeah. people is what this is all about. And Bishop Dixon taught us how to do that. So those would be three right off the, the rip. Those are the three men that I admire the most um, and really appreciative of, the, of what they've contributed to my journey. That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. Well, look, man, this has been dope. I really appreciate you doing this with me. This Thank you, been, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me too, man. And again, super proud of you. Thank, Thank you. you for the platform, man. I look forward to uh, to all the new stuff that you're going to be doing with your with your with your uh, clothing line, yeah. with the digital platform. I, I'm praying God's grace is on it and that He blows on it, and it does amazing. I appreciate that, man. We're gonna come down Absolutely. to City of Hope and record some stuff too. Just, just come on, man. We already come have your blessing on. to come down and do a concert. Absolutely. <laughs> We miss you. Come on back. We miss you. Appreciate All that, right. man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, on the internet, wherever they can you know, get access to you. Sure, sure. Uh, you can find me at Terrell Fletcher on all the major platforms. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Terrell Fletcher, one word. And you'll see my face on there and just follow me. I'd love to have you follow me and, um, and ride along this journey with me. It's going to be inspiring. It's going to be fun. It's going to be spiritual. Um, I, I stay away from the ratchetness, so <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that. But uh, if you want to be inspired, you want to be educated, you want to be uh, entertained, come on and, and follow me, man. It's a great journey, and thousands of people have been on it with me. So yes, I'd like to be a part of your journey. That's dope, man. And we'll put that yeah. in the show notes so that people can click right over and get straight to you. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. man, that's awesome. Well, once again, this has been an honor and a privilege and a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, man. Pleasure's mine. It. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Thank All you, right. Sir. All right, well, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks. Okay, God bless. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode. Pastor T, my pastor out in San Diego, I appreciate you, sir. Thanks so much for doing this episode, man. And I'm so excited to see you and the babies just on Instagram and Facebook. It's awesome. Love you, man. And y'all continue to support us. Continue to follow us. Um, like and subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet if this is your first episode you're checking out uh, hit up churchylife.com we're on all the podcast platforms and there are links there and you can follow us across social media it's at churchylife on every platform and you know share this with your family share this with your friends let the folks know about the things of god and the people of god on churchy life all right god bless <laughs>